Everybody, welcome to Sonic Talk number 276, where it's uh, Scorchio here in the UK. Uh, I don't know where about you are in the world, but I think my prediction last week was that I said the jet stream is moving, it's going to be hot from next week, because Rich was moaning about the fact that we lived in a medieval society with muddy roads and no kind of uh, drainage. <laughs> and I was right. I did say I don't want to take any control about it, um, but I did. Uh, uh, Rich isn't here to defend himself, so it's a bit unfair that I lay into him like that. Uh, what I do have is uh, my two uh, compatriots here. Uh, we've got uh, Mr. Dave Spears from G4 Software there, who is uh, sporting a rather splendid T-shirt. How are you doing, Dave? I'm going to switch. I've got a new All shot. Right. This is in homage to the boys, because they're... Well, it's only a couple of days away, isn't it? Only a couple of days away, I'm going to switch that up there. So now you've got your own shot, Dave. So that means while I'm doing that, I, don't, I can pick my nose and so can Mark. Oh, <laughs> and it, but it works that way for everybody you know it's not just it's not just for my benefit it just means we can all get it. Anyway, Dave Spears g4software.com uh, I, I guess you must be um, you must be enjoying life now you, what, your, your reason rack extensions out and uh, the, 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 the money must, just must be rolling in you just you must be just well, sort of considering your first um, second home yeah that'd be nice um, yeah, no, we don't know. We um, don't, don't know, know guess, anything yeah, at the minute because obviously there is a demo period, and then there's uh, I don't th- I think we're on like thirty days or something, so we haven't got a clue what any sales have been on the rack extensions at all. It'll either be a massive disappointment, or we'll have a slight celebration in maybe. Uh, about 40 days' time, I suspect. How's it, there, there must be a kind of sense of how it's doing now, I guess. You know, you kind of feeling, you know, you get a feeling from these things. Are you sort of, is it so far so good, do you think? Uh, just in reception, know, I'm not talking about sales, I'm just talking about how it's going down, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've had some great, great feedback. But it's kind of weird being so removed from it, you know. It's pretty uh, yeah, rare. Yeah. We've only really ever had that with Iris. And it's... In some ways, it's really nice, and in other ways, it's a little kind of disconcerting. It's weird not being in the front line for the first few days of launch or something. Right, got you. Anyway, yeah, all good fun, really. Well, anyway, um, go and find out what we're talking about if you have absolutely no idea what I've been saying. G4software.com, and thank you very much for joining us. And we're now going to go to Mr. Mark Tinley, who is there over there in Cambridge. We haven't spoken to you for ages, actually, Mark, have we? Um, there's your lower third there. You've got your own shot. You've got a new webcam. Things are looking up, right? They are looking up. It's all looking a bit juddery. <laughs> yeah. You're not speaking at the moment. Your video's frozen, but it's very vivid oh, in no. colour. But, you know, well, let's just... You know, the audio's go, working, so let's, let's just kind of, you know... So we're down uh, on the Microsoft drivers there, then that's what it is. That's it. Um, I'm very well, actually, thank you. Um, I've had various different sort of little mini holidays, I suppose, which is why I haven't been on, and different bits and pieces happening. And um, I was near you last weekend in Glastonbury, actually. Oh, really? I should have dropped by. Yeah. Would have loved to have seen you. I can't remember what was happening last weekend. Probably some crisis or other. It just seems to, that's all it seems to have been happening since uh, <laughs> since we've broken up school. But I won't go into that. I went to the Gillespie in Glastonbury. That was quite interesting. Which was in the cannabis shop at the bottom of the high street. I last time I went to Glastonbury, I just got really annoyed because it was full of hippies. 
I quite liked it because I I, um, I noticed that there was a chap on the street who was very Tourette'sy, who was shouting the c word randomly at people, and I thought. <laughs> Um, you know, and sometimes in life I jump at loud noises and stuff and I shout random things out at people as well and I thought, wow, I just kind of fit in here. <laughs> maybe know? you should come and move to Glastonbury then. Well, maybe, yeah. Might be quite good fun. <laughs> They've got lots of shops there. That, uh, they, they sell lots of jumpers that, uh, you know, sort of kooky jumpers, I seem to remember when I was there last. And well, we sh- noticed there's no juice bar on the high street so we could just come to Glastonbury and start a juice bar. That would be fun. Isn't that funny? Because Glastonbury probably is the you know epicenter of cider, and you'd imagine there'd be at least an apple juice shop. Yeah, totally weird. I mean, well, I think you might be onto something there, Mark. But likebeing.com is where you can uh, find out. I noticed you've been posting blogs and what have you a bit more recently, so I'm sure there's more for people to read there <coughs> if they want to go and visit. I've got quite into this new. Has have you seen that app called Just Saying? Yeah, I've seen a couple of things. I couldn't quite make out what you what it was doing for you. I'm not quite sure. It well, it works a little bit like Audio Boo, but when you've posted, you can interact with people on the post. So you say something like blah blah, you know, I'm waffling a whole load of stuff about things and those sorts of things and stuff. And then other people can like link in with that conversation and you get a threaded conversation and it works like a walkie-talkie after you've left the initial post. So you literally tap a button and then just post a reply and you can have a quite rapid response back and forth with somebody, which is, I don't know. <laughs> you know what? I always wanted a walkie-talkie when I was a little kid and I never got one. <laughs> so now you've got, it probably got built into your phone. It might not be that good, but I really like it. That's awesome. <laughs> well, I'm glad to, I'm glad that it's making you happy there, Mark. Sorry, I've just got just realised my phone is not on silent and I'm being a bad boy, so I'm just going to switch to... Uh, to that really and uh switch it on silent there we go as i should well um and it's recording and everything so um first topic i i wanted to run to was um there's nothing to play but i just wanted to show you this this is the uh this is this is basically it's like a gold disc for youtube and i thought what a bloody great idea. I wrote a story about it. And uh, this is the news that um, YouTube have just basically started a kind of gold play button, which is kind of, they send it out to people who've got a million subscribers, uh, which is actually about a million more than we've got. So we're some way off yet. But, um, you know, you also get various other gifts for, you know, uh, uh, rewards for 100,000 subscribers, what have you. And it just struck me as a really nice idea because, I mean, since the demise of the... Uh, of the charts and the gold disc, or at least as I remember it and as I, you know, as it had relevance to my life, this just seemed like a kind of something to shoot for and just a really nice idea. And also, I mean, there aren't many um, organisations that one would necessarily think had the gravitas to pull it off, but uh, I think perhaps in this case it's a great idea. I mean, I know, um, Mark, you're a bit of an avid YouTube poster. Is this something you want to shoot for now? Are you going to aim towards a million... Pro- or do you think they need to granulate it a little bit further down the food chain to people like you and I? You've, uh, you're muted, Mark, I believe. You seem to be. Dave, can you speak? Hello? Yeah, Mark seems to have gone. So perhaps I'll come to you then. No, no, oh, no. try that. He's back. Yeah, there we go. There he is. There. Sorry, and I, I knew you were going to come to me, and I realised the whole thing seized up. I just unplugged the webcam. You just have to. We'll have to have me without a picture, I'm afraid. That's all right. Um, something ha- terrible is happening in this machine. Whenever it has video on it, it just fills the memory up, and then the whole thing seizes up completely. 
um, which is kind of ironic if we're talking about gold play buttons <laughs> on YouTube. Yes. I, I love the idea of the gold play button on YouTube. It's really interesting to look at their kind of top 10 or top um, people who've had more than a million subscribers as well because yeah. it's not who you would normally expect it to be. It seems to be sort of random teenagers who have something interesting to say or something interesting to show you. World of Tanks, um, I can see there, which is encouraging to see. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it, I, I quite like it because it, and maybe it gives us a truer picture of what people like rather than the slightly loaded kind of, you Justin know, Bieber, yeah. sharp ways of... Well, Eminem is there. I mean, they, they dished out 80 or 78 of them. There's Fred as well, who's that really irritating uh, teen poster who just speeds his voice up, um, uh, who my daughter likes, and I just can't bear having him on. He just shouts <laughs> all the time. But that's me being grumpy. But, I mean, the idea, I suppose the idea is that this can work for people in music as well as, you know, a kitten sneezing or whatever, I suppose. Although you're not going to get a million subscribers from a kitten sneezing. You'd have to have con consistency to your kitten sneezing videos, I, I guess. So it's, it's encouraging. Did you, um, did you see that one that's really hit um, the news in the last week of the child climbing up the door frame? Three-year-old little girl climbing up a door frame. No, I haven't seen that one. Which is it's something I used to do as a kid and something I think all children do this they kind of like get once they get big enough they stick their feet either side of the door frame and kind of shimmy up to the top of the door frame so that they're the same height as an adult but this guy filmed his daughter doing it and it's had like thousands of hits and it's in the news and everything and it's like the hey, hey, listen, listen we're, we're in the summer, right? So basically, um, websites such as ours, and uh, my, my news desk editor is away at the moment on holiday, a well-deserved one, I'm sure, um, and my news output has dropped down. This being one story that I did post, just because I quite liked it. Um, but, you know, that's what we're looking for. I mean, that's one of the reasons that these things... But, it, and it, you know, it would be nice to make... There are charts for specific videos as well, but it would be... I think YouTube could make more of that. In fact, you know, if there was a sort of YouTube countdown chart for sort of specific areas so in, in music technology or music I mean the problem was we fall between science and technology and music and in music we compete with people like Eminem and Justin Bieber and in science and technology oh. we're competing with people like who are doing you know just kind of uh, the latest bit of you know super consumer technology unboxing so it's a little bit that uh, guy that used to be the keyboard player from D-Ream or whatever oh I don't know Ooh, no, Brian guy. Cox Brian yeah. Cox yeah He's yeah. Uh, yeah, but he's a scientist, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I suppose he is. I don't know, Dave. Something to ha something to shoot for, don't you think? What, a million subscribers? God, could you imagine fielding all that nonsense? <laughs> yeah, but I don't think uh, you actually have to interact with all of them on a regular basis. They just have to kind of... I guess once you hit critical mass with stuff like that, it grows. I mean, we've got... We get about five or 600 subs new subscribers a month. So at this rate, another 20 years or so, and we'll be there. Unless it's, you know, exponential. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. We looked at something like this when we were kind of doing stuff through dealers. You know, it's like a kind of... I remember going into a local music store a million years ago and, you know, some local star had kind of donated a gold disc or had one made for them. And they were really uh, kind of enthusiastic about it all. And we thought, oh, that would be quite cool. And then, of course, you end up in this position where people go, oh, well, actually, we haven't got any wall space. And uh, no, so it probably gets stuck in a cupboard out the back somewhere. So, yeah, it kind of mixed, mixed feelings. I quite like the idea. I don't think it's really applicable to anything MI because we just don't get those kind of hits. 
But then conversely, when you look at all of this, there's been loads of stuff, hasn't there, recently in the news with Facebook and uh, all these fake likes that companies have been assigning themselves and stuff right. like that. So. Oh, I haven't seen that. I'd like to know how to do it, though. <laughs> I mean, there are things even like on Instagram and stuff like that, you know, where people are kind of like, pay $99, get, you know, 10,000 likes. Mm. And it's kind of, it's all very open to abuse. I kind of like yeah. the quiet, softly, That's softly approach. But that's because we're British. Yeah. British. Don't you know? Yes. Well, um, I'm going to flip to uh, see if I can get that. I haven't quite set up me new. Yes, that's it. I'll do that and that. Oh, no, that's not working either. Hold on. Excuse me. I'm just uh, I'm having a trouble with buttons. We'll put that there. And then we've, we're all in short, sort of. Um, I just, yeah, it's a great idea. I mean, I just think any kind of charts is a good idea. I mean, you know, we've got, we're approaching 6 million video views, which I think is pretty tasty, you know, and, and I'm just trying to figure out ways to turn that into kind of, you know, just getting the ads on all the videos and all that stuff. But you have to be very careful. 6 million. Wow. And we've got 12, 12 and a half, 12 and a half thousand subscribers, you know, so it's, it, it, considering the niche, you know, it's great, but it's very hard to, you know, we're not likely to get any awards or anything based on that because it's so it's so niche and that's the difficulty. And this is one of those things that, uh, again, is, you know, it's, uh, it's still difficult to manage because there's this whole concept of, you know, letting people only buy the stuff they want, you know, with cable TV and stuff like that, which is a completely random uh, thought. But, you know, the idea that if you let people only buy the channels they want, doesn't that will that be better for the consumer? And in fact, I, I actually don't think it would be because it would mean that we'd all only get people falling off bicycles channel, you know, or, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or The Simpsons. We wouldn't actually, we, we, can't, we can't be held responsible as society to get the stuff we, we need. We can, get, we, we, we can get the stuff we deserve, <laughs> but not the stuff we need, which is a different thing. Anyway, there is a... And also we narrow everything down. I think there's... The, it polarises stuff, yeah. Yeah, there was a really good thing on one of the TED, uh, you know, um, interviews where the guy was saying that because, you know, we're kind of all of these kind of supposed intelligent algorithms that feed us more of what we're looking at, we just narrow the field and narrow the field. What we want is things that challenge us. And yeah, well, if make you us know, think differently. ordinarily, oh, I've never, I would never have tried that ordinarily. So therefore, I'd never have known about it. You know, if I, mm. up, if I, and therefore, if I only buy channels that you know fit my pedestrian mindset, then I'm never going to be exposed to uh, you know the wonders of some specific wildlife or whatever it may be. You know, we don't know really that. So, anyway, but this is kind of a bit random. It's not actually got very much to do with the topic, I suppose, apart from popularity in that sense. But uh, it's interesting stuff, and I think we could do more. I think in the article I wrote, I suggested that we needed a category of award for uh, UK music technology shows with Sonic in the title. Then we'd probably be, uh, <laughs> we'd probably do pretty well. <laughs> I think we could consistently win that every quarter yeah. but, but I mean Absolutely. basically they're giving out they give out 500 bucks per uh, to 1400 people which is probably going to increase as more people use it so it's like 2.8 2. million dollars a year they're, stent, they're sending out in prize money and what have you so I mean it's, it's nice to see that there's that there I mean obviously as I said again it's the bank of Google so it's you know small fry but it's 2 point you know, I think it's very worth worthwhile myself yeah interesting Okay, uh, what's next? Oh, I, I should actually remember, just, just while uh, I, I'm there, I got an email from Moldova, who we featured in Sonic Talk number 274. Uh, I mistakenly credited him with the creation of the drum machine thing, which was the, the thing that they, the, the 
piece of technology that people kind of jammed along with. It wasn't actually them. It's uh, it's a separate UK collective, and so you should go and visit the Drum Machine dot wordpress.com for more information about that i think because moldova had it uh, had a whole bunch of uh, projects and that was seemed to be one of them that's where my mistake went so uh, once again apologies to them and thanks to moldova himself for getting in touch so uh, that was uh, pretty cool there uh, right what's next ah yes this was absolutely beautiful i thought so i'm going to try and play it uh, from here let's see if i can do that now this is uh yeah I go here and just start playing. This is, um, which is called Ethereal Tristesse, and she's playing the theremin in a kind of very lo-fi video. It's a, a sub, what's it called? It's a subscope theremin, which is an alternative to the usual Moog stuff. Pia Yezu. Don't play it all because we'll probably get nobbled by the uh, the content police of YouTube and never get an award. But um, she's playing that and she's got it going through an electroharmonics. Uh, I think this is what it is, talking machine, just fixed on the R sound, which gives it that kind of vocal quality. But I I don't think I've ever quite been so blown away by the amount of control and the nuance to the vibrato there was just absolutely amazing. I know Dave, um, I, well, I don't know Dave. I, I know um, Rich is a, a, appreciates the thereminist, but uh, he's not with us this week. Dave, what did you think of that? I mean, did, was it just me or is that really quite an astonishing um, uh, performance or was it a bit too Catherine Jenkins? I thought it was rubbish. <laughs> no, honestly, you it was like... absolutely brilliant. I, I didn't get any further on these topics because of that one video just sent me off on all these tangents. From that video, I decided I wanted a theremin and the uh, electroharmonics pedal. It was really, really excellent. And I sent it to like loads of people, most of whom had came back and said, oh, yeah, I already saw it earlier. And I rarely do that with any of the podcast topics, you know, before we talk about it but i was so blown away like you say the nuances and the subtleties and yeah amazing. it was so considered and so brilliantly played considering it's a lo-fi video with lo-fi audio yeah uh, she uh, apparently has only been playing for a year in fact i want to say um while i've got what? you there yeah yeah it's like, a bit hard to believe isn't it um d jack who's in the chat room um, he's the guy who actually posted the topic to our Facebook page. So I want to say thanks to him very oh, much. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, well spotted, mate. And I really, really, I mean, sent a couple of other things as well, but that was great. And in fact, I'd like to encourage anybody, particularly in the sort of summer silly season where there's not all that much news around, but anytime, anyway, just post it, uh, you know, say Facebook, uh, Facebook slash, facebook.com slash www.sonicstate is our, um, you know, our, our, our fancy URL. So, uh, yeah, once again, thanks to G-Jab. But beautiful stuff. I don't know, uh, Mark, did I found that quite emotional. I mean, Piaget Yezu is, it's always, you know, they always have little kids singing it on, you know, on talent programmes and it's, you know, supposed to make the grannies cry. But there was really emotional content to that, I thought. Did you not think? I, I have to admit that I followed that topic, clicked on the video and just started watching it before I really understood what the topic was about. And once I understood what the topic was about, it got me really flummoxed because I thought it was some guy singing with some woman playing a theremin. And when I realized that she was actually playing the voice, 
I kind of thought that that was somewhat impossible, and then I had to go back and analyse it lots of times to see if her hand <laughs> movements correlated with anything that the voice appeared to be doing. And then I decided I didn't quite know how the theremin worked, but assumed that nobody would really want to fake anything like that, and it did sound electronic. And I, I uh, like Dave, sent it to a few people because I was completely gobsmacked by the whole thing, so I really liked it, yeah. It's just one of the, I mean, I haven't seen any of her other stuff. I'd like to see some more that she posts. And uh, DJ Jack in the, uh, DJack rather, uh, or DJ Ack, I don't know how I pronounce it. One of, the, one of those three pronunciations, you choose yours. Uh, he basically says that, uh, you know, it would be maybe a good idea to get her, um, get her some electroharmonics love and she can play all sorts of stuff through it. Because, you know, I don't know, there's not all that many, um, there's not all that many uh, uh, um, theremin videos um, you know, with electroharmonics going through them, so it would be quite a sort of they, unique way. They did put it on their site. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah. In fact, I went through, and because she calls it a voice something or other, and it's not the same as the release version. Ah. So I kind of, I was kind of doing a bit of, what is this box? What is this box? What's the best theremin I can get? Um, so was it this one? Uh, or Yes, yes, it, it was. It was, it was the yeah. talking machine, yeah? It yeah, and it was one. really fascinating because on their page, obviously, they've got the kind of obligatory guitarist doing his um, Bon Jovi nonsense and there was a little iPad yeah yeah exactly that in fact that was uncannily similar um, and a little iPad gizmo making noises uh, which just had no emotional content at all whereas this I did exactly what Mark did I must have played it through about eight times and was just looking I had uh, one of the little pocket theremins are you pleased to see me no it's a pocket theremin um, and I wasn't it was. It's like one of those things that, because of my love of synthesizers and electronic instruments, it's a, I kind of expected to be brilliant at it from the off. And it was really, I know we've talked about it before, but it was really, really hard. And in the end, I just kind of, it didn't have a volume control, so that kind of ignore you know that negates half of its expression. So I just kind of got rid of it. Whereas this is the only thing that's, that I've seen in probably the last 10 years where I've thought I would really like to study this and master this. Mm, it did have that kind of... Uh, she just got the, the feel. I mean, you can see she was concentrating hard. I mean, I, I know what you're saying, Mark. I mean, it, you know, is it possible that it would be, have been pitch-corrected afterwards? Because it was so spot-on. It's uncannily so, and the control was amazing. And I suppose if you were... Uh, that way inclined you could spend you know a lot of time in ceremony or something and you know do it that way and but i I just don't get the feeling that that's what was going on here it's real this was real it was really real really real man you can tell it blew me away can't you (laughs) right uh yeah no i'm glad i'm glad it blew you away because i think that's uh, it's good to to be able to do that once in a while uh, right, well, speaking of blown away, um, I've just realised that the disc rec- I was recording the video to is full, so I'm kind of screwed on the YouTube edition of that. So apologies for those of you who uh, were looking forward to the video side. It's just one of those weeks for me, I'm afraid, but uh, I'm not even going to bother to try and fix it because um, I don't know how long it's not been recording for. I have no way of knowing because I'm facing, I'm facing this way and the screen with it is... Uh, I suppose I could have a look. Do you think I owe it to myself to do that? I suppose I should. Just just give me a second. Uh, what I will do is... Um, uh, we'll just t- tread water for a bit because I obviously edit this out of the audio one and it won't be in the video one because I'm not recording. So uh, excuse me, chat room and people. I'll just have to get on with it. One second. I'll tell you my joke of the week. How do you get a guitarist to shut up? Put some sheet music in front of him. Uh, uh, uh. 
Oh, there was more, but I won't go there. Go on, what's the next one? Is it another <laughs> guitarist joke? Uh, no, uh, no uh, there was a few guitarist ones that somebody sent me. Uh, but it was, I'm trying to remember, there was one that was a drummer one, which was actually pretty funny. Oh, how tedious. Well, it's recording again now. I mean, I don't know whether or not that means anything to anybody, but uh, we'll have a go. So let's come back to uh, our next topic. I, I just, yeah, just before I go, actually, I'll, that was, she's called on YouTube, uh, she's called, the lady's called Ethereal Tristess. And uh, there's not an awful lot of videos there by her, uh, if I just flip to that. Uh, but yeah, she's, it's really kind of... Got, I, I know, let's see if we've actually affected her traffic. No statistics available, but it's only been up there a little while. Anyway, um, what's next? Um, Theremin's voice, but yeah, I've already got that. Um, this was the... Uh, oh yeah, there's, an, there's this new thing that was released at Summer Nam, which is the AIR, Avid, M-Audio, whoever, Ignite. It's going to be... It's, it's a new door that is sort of aimed at your garage band kind of people. And I, I think what, what the plan is, is they're going to be putting it at, uh, pitching it at people, um, you know, get, who are getting kind of M-Audio controllers. I'm going to see if I can play this uh, successfully. Uh, this is a Harmony Central video, so um, I'd give them full credit for it. So let's see if it goes. Hi, I'm Samara. I'm from the Jesus AR Music loud. Technology Group, and we're here at the Summer Nam 2012 show in Nashville, and I'm really excited to give you guys a sneak peek on Ignite. Ignite is a completely new music So it looks, it kind of looks like garage bands, got that idea, but what's kind of interesting are these sort of areas of uh, just sort of, want to be able to capture their ideas that you just drop into the main uh, zone. I'm going to click through it. Just. Right out of the box. One of the things... And it's supposed um, to integrate with their hardware and, and software kind of nicely. For musicians to be able it's to going to be free. All these individual pieces. Very aggressive release and development oh, well, schedule. They feature rich as most of our customers would and like. And it's got we editor in as well. Um, this is an excellent companion to whatever. I'm going to flip through that and, uh, and you can export. I'll stop that now and come back to me. But it's kind of an interesting idea, and I can't find any information. I'm, I'm in contact. I know, Dave, you put me in touch with uh, a chap who may be able to help. So the wheels are in motion. I'm hoping that we can get somebody on to kind of give us a little bit more information because it looks like a pretty awesome piece of software, you know, in terms of a whole new concept. It's quite a major thing to have to release. I mean, imagine the headache. Guys, you know that project you've been working on for six years? Um, we just sold the company. I'm not quite sure that's going to happen there. So, I mean, obviously, things are a little bit up in the air. But, Dave, have you actually had a, have you seen this, you know, as a developer? Does it support? Do you know anything about it at all? No, nope, nothing other than what I saw there. Did you? I, the thing that looked quite interesting is the way it, it, you kind of drop these clips and they just sort of happen on, on, the, on the canvas rather than the timeline. Yeah, I've got kind of mixed feelings about this. First of all, I like that idea because we all... Virtually every electronic musician or computer-based musician that I've spoken to over the years has about a gazillion cyclic 16 or 8-bar loops that all sound fantastic, but they go nowhere. Yeah. So actually, in a kind of collaborative sense, it might make... Actually, even in a fun sense, it might be really good because you could kind of go, okay, take that and sling that there and whatnot and just see if it works. But also, but actually, conversely, it worries me a little bit because... I don't like this idea of very fixed 8 or 16 bar loops. I like the idea of things merging into each other and, you know, the, the transitions being semi-invisible. 
so yeah very mixed feelings but it'll be, i mean uh, yeah i don't i don't know what the details are it may be feasible to, i mean i'm guessing it's not going to be a super complex nle kind of door situation because we got plenty of those already so this is more of a sort of hey i'll have a bit of that and a bit of that so maybe that's going to work i don't know mark i know you didn't get a chance to research the topics and this may well be oh, the, i did uh, watch that one ah, <coughs> i got as far as that ah well that's good and so, i watched um her and her explanation of it was that it still was a sort of timeline that when something was running along one of those i didn't quite understand it actually to be honest she said when you can link things together can't you so you can have three blocks and you can space them all together and then it just plays through those three blocks then she stuck one in underneath and she said when it gets to the point where that block starts that one will start and loop and I wasn't sure if that meant as it came, ran along through the three and got maybe two-thirds along the third one, which is where the one underneath was lined up with it, that it would start then, because it didn't appear to do that. It sort of started on some kind of imaginary timeline that was in the background. So there must be a yeah, start. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Akai Pete, who is our sort of uh, resident, um, well, he, he has involvement, shall we say, with said company, uh, said it's very well mm. done and uh, he's genuinely impressed by it. Um, so, you know, as someone who's obviously seen that, I, I just be, it could be interesting. Because, I mean, the thing is with these things, you never know that there might not be just a, a slightly different way of looking at it that everybody just goes, wow. And somebody figures out how to kind of, abuse it and so it creates something that you just can't get anyone else yeah yeah and the other thing is i mean these things sort of all evolve and people have ideas out of people's working practices and they fix things as they go along and it all gets cleverer and cleverer and i i upgraded to logic nine at last out of sort of well i just thought that i ought to really why have i not Um, but I noticed like a whole load of little tiny, tiny little details in that that have just speeded my workflow up so much. Like if I drag, uh, if I drag, drag an apple loop in that's on the right-hand side that's made up of an instrument, if I drag it to a, an instrument track, it drags a whole load of MIDI notes. If I drag it onto an audio track, it just creates an audio version of itself. And that in itself saves me ever having to bounce it, and it's just kind of done. And, I, you know, those little tiny things are things that make working with that program easier and faster. So if somebody's looked at all the digital audio workstations out there and gone, I'll have a bit of that and a bit of that and a bit of that. In other words, if somebody's written this program who in their own mind has a good workflow or a good working practice and they follow their working practices and lay it out in such a way that uh, somebody can understand it simply and use it quickly and effectively then it's going to be a hit. That's, that's, yeah, I mean, and, and let's not forget, I mean, this thing's coming free with, uh, what does it say? It's going to be uh, beginning of quarter three, 2012, all M audio uh, keyboard controllers will ship with Ignite included. Other brands of the in-music family will include Ignite on selected products. Uh, but the initial product release will be uh, followed by a number of scheduled releases designed to address complete the complete music creation process. These can span content access, music creation, collaboration, finishing publishing, and live performance for both keyboard musicians and analog sources. I mean, it looks like, you know, in the way that we've had convergence uh, in other areas, oh. this is starting to happen very much so in uh, the creation process, you know. Uh, well, there's another look at the, the Nimbit thing and also, you know, the Bitwig thing as well, which is was very impressive that I saw the other day. There is one other important factor as well. Yeah. 
I don't know. I wasn't quite listening to what you said then, so I hope I'm not going to say the same thing <laughs> that you just did. Um, and that is, if I'm running a big commercial studio and somebody walks in through the door and says, I've, I've got this song, I just want to like throw it up on some faders and listen to it and, and do a bit more work on it, and then the commercial studio turn around, turns around and says, what format are you in? And they say, oh, I wrote it in Ignite. What is, there needs to be like um, a compatibility path for it for it to be an effective thing that people are going to use. Because if everybody in the big studios turns around to the little guy at home and says, oh, God, not that bloody thing. You don't want to be using that. Why don't you use Pro Tools? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It won't ever be a hit either. So it needs to have a compatibility kind of path, like GarageBand. That's interesting. I, mean, well, I will I, recommend GarageBand to people because I know that if they use GarageBand and they write something in GarageBand... And they bring it to me. I can just throw it up in Logic, and we can carry on working and make it, you know, take it to the next level. That's Ooh, a very, that's a, the next level. that's a very good point. I mean, I, I suppose you know, all being if things hadn't changed and this was still under the uh, Avid sort of umbrella, then one would assume that the Pro Tools compatibility would be built in. But you've got to bear in mind that most of the development of this happened while Avid were in control so presumably it's probably already in there because I mean it's only you know the, the, the purchase was only announced a couple of weeks ago and then you know three days later the this is uh, going to be you know that side of it uh, uh, Pete said it's uh, let's have a look the keyboard isn't a dongle but it's tightly integrated with the software as you'd expect so you know it'd be, it means I mean I think one thing we should probably reiterate is this isn't designed to be you know Pro Tools or sonar or any of those other things it's kind of you know it's just a way to get you going you know but maybe there's a way to bounce stems out of it but that is a very good point there mark avid did something like that before years and years ago when we were there they were they had a little thing and i can't remember what it was called but the whole thing was to get people to buy into the whole very 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 cut down pro tools and that was like they kept referring to it as a garage band killer um and they would try to get it yeah, I can't no, it was, no, it had I do a remember. It had, yes, I remember. Like there. Session or something like that. Yeah, I think I remember. And they were getting that, that right. Best Buy and all the rest of it. And the whole thing was just to kind of continually upsell to Pro, you know, Tools, Pro Tools SE, LED. says the chat room. Ah, okay. And I'm hope, I hope that this is significantly different. And I hope it is. I'm sure it is because Mark, who's. I gave you the details of, is a really good friend. <laughs> I won't say what... Uh, I'm just going to put this up here just because it's uh, a slightly amusing. What does SE stand for? Happy fun to you. <laughs> I won't say the word just before anybody decides to blurt it out, but uh, anyway. <laughs> Very funny. Um, right. Uh, well, that's an interesting thing, and I'm looking forward to getting some more information on that, and hopefully between us we'll be able to get there. Uh, now, this next one... Um, oh, I suppose... No, it's just... It's um it's time for the ad. I keep forgetting about that because it's a new one. So I'm going to hit that and uh, I'll I'll mute you guys while I uh, wax lyrical about our advertisers. Let's have a look. It should be coming up any second now. Uh, we want to say thank you very much to our sponsors. Yeah, here we go. This is Yamaha. Yamaha, of course, have been with us for some time, and now what's happening with the uh, with the, the latest sort of promotion that they're put their they they got for us is. They're world of applications. And the thing about this is it's actually got an enormous... There are over 20 of these things. They've got a variety of possibilities, including editors for their mocks and... Uh, what is it? The mocks, the 
Motif XF, the S90X, the S70XF, the Motif XF. So you can get voice editing, performance editing, effects editing, EQ, all that kind of stuff. But there are other ones besides. I mean, not only that, but there's the Synth Arp um, program, which I use for great effects. Brilliant for just sort of outputting MIDI to stuff. I use it in conjunction with the uh, new Mark, uh, the Elysis IO dock, actually, uh, very effectively. And that's now got a synth built into it with 61 voices, uh, sorry, 61 sounds. And so you could just put together really quickly sort of tunes within this kind of compact environment and I, I just really like the way that Yamaha focused on this and they've got some actually genuinely quite useful applications there's also the set list organiser which um, can spit out program and bank changes and notes to sections of songs uh, there's the iCloud um record and share program there's voice editor essential multi-editor essential a whole world of apps so if you want to find out more uk.yamaha.com please do check out uh, the yamaha applications really are an awful lot of them thank you very much indeed to yamaha for their sponsorship of the show and no they don't come with an ipad as your head of course not because they're only about two bucks each so um, unfortunately that's not actually uh, going to be the case so what's the next thing let me just have a look here uh oh, yes this is beautiful this is this is beautiful only because of the sounds and i really was quite blown away by this so we'll uh, flip to this one this is um the dark zebra which is a video that was put up by uh the guys from yuhi this is a, a collaboration of Hans zimmer howard scar oh, obviously you know he's just done the the score to the uh, Dark Zep, the Dark Knight Rises, which is the latest Batman blockbuster, and these are 400 presets and a kind of new skin that will go together with. You have to have a Zebra 2 license already. Um, this video is like I don't know, 10 minutes long, but it's just full of some amazing sounds. I really was kind of, I got lost in it. I was playing it sort of pre. Um, uh, pre-show and just the stereo, all the modulation. You can see these incredible modulation paths and some beautiful work by Howard Scar and by Hans Zimmer. And just sort you know, great, great stuff. And um, I don't know, did you get a chance to listen to this, Dave? Is this something that you kind of that you that you're aware? Of? I know you're probably a fan. You're a fan of the Yuhi stuff, and I know you really rate Howard as well. So I mean, it's got to be a dream, hasn't it? Surely. Yeah, I don't. Uh... I do own Zebra 2. I don't use it that much, I have to say. Um, but yeah, all good. Nothing wrong with this. Go get it. Just get it. Anything by Howard. Just out of interest. Well, I mean, you know, what is it? Is there a reason you don't use it? Is it just because there's uh, your embarrassment of hardware riches? Or is it just, you know, because sometimes things that have complexity, you tend to kind of shy away from, I'll do it when I've got a bit more time kind of thing. I mean, I because I've not used it, so I can't really come. Yeah, I think it's more that. I mean, I like, we talked a bit previously about kind of limitations and stuff like that so i kind of like getting the most out of what we've got and what we do and there's always that challenge which i love but uh, you know i've heard a lot from harry and i've heard a lot from zebra too and it's all good there is one thing and i really don't know whether i should say anything about this but you know this industry is kind of full of skullduggery and i don't you know in light of recent events it's kind of weird when other companies get emails from people who are totally disconnected with anything but in light of recent events people have actually i've had like two emails from people asking whether i think it's appropriate name considering what's happened in the news over the last week and i do think it's a little bit disingenuous we had a very similar thing years ago when we launched um oddity on I forget which date it was, but it was like the 14th of December. And we just got this kind of two or three really 
heavy-duty emails without ever explaining why it was a bad idea for us to release products on those days. And it turned out it was Pearl Harbor Day. But, you know, I kind of do think the email that I had over this, I've, I've replied and been pretty forthright and pretty blunt about it. I don't think it's fair to um, associate any developer with a name of a product or a date with anything that's happened recently. I just want to get that off my chest. Yeah, well, there's been uh, there was a very interesting post actually by uh, Gina Trapani, who is uh, um, one of the kind of twit people. Uh, it's a network uh, music te- uh, not te- a technology network, and it was actually a Chris Morris piece. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was a Charlie Brooker piece where they just basically were saying, you know, how coverage of these kind of tragic events is handled by the media and it turns into a complete circus. And they had this guy on who was on CNBC, you know, as as the sort of you know the expert of people who who have these kind of meltdowns and do this kind of terrible stuff and he just basically said what you should not do is this 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 and this which is exactly what all the media outlets are doing you know just and it, and that was quite you know that that's probably the most constructive thing i've seen out of the whole thing if you get a chance to check it out um it's the it's a charlie brooker screen wipe episode i'll have to uh find it on youtube i'll see if i can put it in the show notes just just as it's mentioned but yeah obviously yeah, terribly try i mean there there is barely there are barely going to be any days when this sort of thing isn't going to be a pro, but it's an awful, yeah, it has been awful. I just find it, it really disturbing. I find it almost more disturbing when people try and use that as an excuse to stoke up uh, not even rivalry between just, developers, right. just grief and nonsense. Yeah, well, it's, more it's, grief. it's very sad and tragic. But having said that, yeah, this is great. Aren't, aren't these sounds great? Mark, did you get a chance to listen to this? I mean, I'm guessing maybe you didn't make it this far. But, no, uh, I did. I listened to this as well. Pretty much after this, though, I haven't researched past this point. Um, I did listen to this. I love the, um, the width of stuff and the rhythmic kind of uh, filter sweeping and all that kind of stuff. Um, I like all of that. If I was writing film music, I'd probably want to buy it immediately because it automatically puts you into the genre i suppose it puts you it it gives you like the right sort of sound and the right sort of space so even if you're writing music for like smaller productions not for like massive blockbusters but uh, you know people are going to want to aspire towards that kind of sound so it puts you in the right place you're making the right sorts of noises already Mm, um but i don't do that really so um it doesn't it doesn't it's not that you're uh, kind of massively useful to me no i've i've my uh, my most recent acquisition was um, uh, a synthesizer plug-in, a free one, an AU one by a company called Tau, I think, T-A-U. Right. And it's a, it's a baseline SH-101 that they've discontinued that sounds absolutely nothing like an SH-101, <laughs> but it's really good for punk bass synth kind of lines. Like it's really gritty and nasty and horrible, so... Um, well, it's what you need. I, 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 I can totally understand that. It's, it is interesting what you say about um, being in the space because, I mean, this is one of the things. This is probably one of the reasons that Omnisphere and certain orchestral libraries have done so well because it's like when people who cut to picture, you know, they go, I want that sound. And, and, and in some yeah. ways, Hans Zimmer is kind of creating this, the, uh, creating something from uh, Zebra using this, the, this as a vehicle that, that's going to mean, all, you know, all the, all the filmic and the sound designers are going to, or the, the film composer are going to sort of get this because it'll have that Hans Zimmer sound. So I wonder if that'll actually make it, it'll be, I hope it doesn't blow 
the fact that zebra, in, you know, doesn't make zebra out of fashion. It actually pushes people to program more defend- interesting sounds with it, rather than if you see what I mean. It's possible that it might eventually. But if you think about, I mean, when I first started writing, I did write music for picture, but I started doing it in like 1987. And when I was doing it, the thing that everybody had to have, and if you didn't have one, you might as well just forget it, was a Roland D50. And then the D50 kind of kind of fell into all their later technologies. So you'll even find like a D550 board inside the Roland Vsynth, which is only like a few years old. Yeah. So that technology, you know, that sound rolled on many, 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 many years. So It becomes like the vocabulary. That it, you know, it might make it slightly out of fashion, but I think it's more likely to help it sustain... You know, it'll become like a classic sound, won't it? After a while. Mm. Well, I mean, it it's kept, the thing that struck me about it really was the fact that it was so able to create such a massive variety of sounds. I mean, it didn't, you know, it didn't sound like a specific synth. I mean, and that, I'm guessing, is why it's so, such, you know, it's it, 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 it's been used so much. It's got um, a lot of filters, a lot of different types of filters and stuff. And how he's yeah. always the kind of how he's like the kind of modulation dude. I think. I had this conversation with somebody the other day. I think that actually, what how he see how he can see the sound in his head, you know, in advance of programming, it's like okay, so I do this and I do this, and most of it's down to kind of modulation, really clever and careful modulation. Right, it's all about did, the detail. He did a sound for us for Mini Monster, and uh, it was a sound that actually, until I heard it, I wouldn't have thought it was possible from that instrument. Ah. And it was all down to the modulation, all the extra LFOs and stuff like that. And I kind of the first thing I did when he sent it through was just dissect it. And it's really fascinating. And the stuff he did for Access Virus and stuff like yeah, that. It's all yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar kind of thing. And like you say, it's in the middle. It's a musical but you know, musical yeah. um they're musical patches. Well, wish them. I wish them every luck, and I hope it sells well for them. Uh, the 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 four hundred presets plus the the sort of new skin. I think it does have some extra features as well. Is ninety nine euros, but you do need Zebra two point something or other. I think the current version is two point five point something or other um, to be able, a license for that to be able to use it. So um, you know, it, it's not just the ninety nine euros for anyone who is perhaps not clear about that. Um, but yeah, great stuff. Um, right, what else then? Um, oh, I forgot about this. I'm mostly robot. Oh yeah, God, I didn't even get that far. That was a bit stupid of me. I haven't prepared anything else. <laughs> I didn't think I'd get this far. <laughs> I don't know what happened to me. I think I just sort of must have spaced out while I was doing the notes. I've got all this other stuff, but I haven't actually set the links up or anything. Oh, did you see the um, PSP AudioWare, the Aurea uh, multi-track software on the iPad that we? Uh, that we uh, um, uh, that we covered sometime after NAM. It's now finally in the stores. Have you seen any of that stuff, Dave? I did look at the video that you sent through. Uh, it's kind of because it was somebody else, wasn't it? I, I did have it here. It was somebody else, and now it's and now it's in conjunction with PSP. It was what's the name? Wave Machine Labs. That's it? right, Wave Machine Labs. Uh, so a PSP Audio were a good company. They got a great reputation. So I'm kind of more interested in. Um, PSP Checking side, this out yeah. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. I, I can only apologise. I don't know quite what happened there. I must have just zoned out. I, in fact, I know what it was. Just before the show came on, I got a call from this guy from the Gadget Show, who oh, said, yeah. "I'm really loving your work. 
And what's really weird, we sort of look exactly the same, except... I was going to say, he's like your brother. Yeah, exactly. He said, we be, we're exactly the same, aren't we? Except, yeah, yeah, I said, except you're younger and probably more trendy than I am. But uh, <laughs> And he's, he's setting up a studio and has asked me to come and help him kind of, uh, I don't know, just work on some stuff. So know. I'm hoping there could be an interesting link up there. I mean, it'd be nice to kind oh, of get phenomenal yeah. <laughs> says gay Nick. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite funny. Yeah, we like the other girl. We like the girl on the gadget show as well. Yeah, no, um, yeah, that, nice. it's a good, it's a good thing. In fact, I mean, one of the things about that was is, is saying you know that the gadget show is obviously designed to really sort of front and center kind of consumer stuff uh, and you know the stuff that i'm doing is much more niche but that and he, he was saying that he'd like to be able to do that kind of thing but it's just not appropriate for that particular particular thing so uh, diego was on it wasn't he they oh no he wasn't on it they did a little piece about burning piano oh did they oh, it's un- yeah, inevitable, yeah, yeah. really i recorded it for him and sent it through to him years and years ago excellent oh your video's gone I better switch back to mine then. I don't know what's happened there. So I'm afraid I've rather... Well, that does mean that I can save a couple of topics for next week because, uh, frankly, I haven't... Uh, I obviously haven't really got it together properly. Uh, I'm very sorry about that, but it's been very hot and distracting here. And in the summer um, in the UK, it's been... I, I'm very, very glad that both of you have actually joined me this week because it was uh, up until kind of... 20 minutes before the show I wasn't entirely sure who was going to be able to make it as I said PJ's um, obviously got a lot of work on because he's been doing uh, deadlines with uh, you know been up all night so he's just unable to do it Rich is doing a big gig in New York which I think it might be his month his, his yearly charity thing that he does with Niall and he's coming to the UK again tomorrow and Gaz is in Tokyo at the moment. In fact, I saw a little Facebook tweet for him saying, I'm so excited, I finally get to use one of these automatic toilets that I've heard about with a picture of, with a picture of the toilet, which I, thought was, which I thought was brilliant. So maybe we'll be able to get him to tell us how it went, as it were. Um, but um, <laughs> he was quite thrilled. I didn't get a chance to check the picture out in, in full, but... Uh, Great fun. Uh, actually, one thing I do want to say at the moment, this was another topic, was that uh, we've also, of course, uh, I, I sort of mentioned it briefly last week, the, is we've got the Isotope competition, um, which is now running. So basically, this is amazing. They've been incredibly generous. Um, it's an Isotope Iris competition. Uh, you basically go and download a free 10-day trial of Iris. If you've already done that and you've run out, you can email them and get an extra five days. You create a comp- uh, an entry under 60 seconds demo entry in either ambient, pad, melodic uh, or, or, or sonic talk category. We've got a few uh, clips to download, which was kind of fun. We've got some uh, chuckling, lots of chuckling in there uh, and uh, various things like that. And um, the prizes are absolutely astonishing. The, fir- the first prize is you get to choose two grand's worth of um, isotope products. You just basically go shopping in their shop and have what you like, and that's it. And you also get to be a guest on the uh, the Sonic Talk show, um, tell us how you used it, and get a little guest slot in there. And, of course, a Sonic State T-shirt, which is, frankly, probably the most valuable of all of them because they are priceless, practically. Um, then uh, you also get... Um, the, that's the overall winner. You also get featured in a future sound library as well. Uh, the other categories are you get... There are five categories. There's also a most popular category, which is uh, one for, you know, the, the, I think it's the most plays or the most likes or whatever on, the, on a track that's been uploaded. And that gets... You get a grand's worth of software in one, each one of those five categories. So, I mean, they really are pushing the boat out. And uh, I think, to be honest, um, I, I'm 
just shocked that they've <laughs> they've chosen us as their partner. I'm very glad because obviously uh, we were part of the inception of the uh, of it to to a degree. I, I I think I put it as a, a place where it was helped to germinate because Dave, of course, you were the producer, uh, which of course you cannot actually um, officially enter. I'm afraid. <laughs> Um, this is, but you might get called into judge. They, uh, they've just done a kind of, I don't know, they've just done an interview with us, which is really kind of interesting. And, and it was so well researched going back to the whole podcast and Sonic Talk. I, they even knew which number it was and stuff like that. Yeah, and I had to ask them because uh, they, wow. they said it would, you should put a link up to it. And I said, yeah, I don't know which one it was. Can you remember? <laughs> so, so I did that. But um, we've had, I mean, there's like 30 entries already so far. I know we only launched it last Thursday or Friday, I think it was. So mm-hmm. they're coming in thick and fast, and they're all, you know, they're all pretty good. It's quite interesting to hear. You know, there's, there's definitely a sort of, it seems like there's a, a sound. It seems to be leaning, you know, there's more pad and ambient than melodic entries and stuff. So I'd be quite interested to see the mix up. So, I mean, it really, it's down to, you know, what you should do is check out the entries uh, that have the least, the categories that have the least entries in them and enter in that, because obviously that would be, um, you know, you get better chance, because, I mean, ultimately there's, there's only going to be, you know, there's going to be less for us to choose from as judges. But uh, it runs till the 30th of August. Uh, we'll pick the winners shortly after that. I know, Mark, have you had a chance to play with it? I mean, I know you were involved well, in Iris as well. Uh, I think this is why I didn't research the topics, actually, because I did spend rather a lot of time listening to people's entries yesterday uh-huh. and going through them all. So, yeah, I have had a bit of a chance to go and go and have a play. I haven't actually entered myself yet, and I'm guessing that I probably can't enter under my own name. But, no, I don't uh, think you can. The thing that's quite interesting about doing a competition with people who are uh, as, sort of, as large an organisation or as kind of uh, together an organisation is they have to be very careful about you know, the rules, and we can't, whereas I'd normally go, oh yeah, that's fine, it's only a couple of seconds over, but actually, you know, because of the amount at stake, you know, don't want people sort of trying to sue you because you, were a one, you, get, you gave the prize to somebody who was one second over, but they've been really, really helpful in sort of pulling it all together. And in fact, um, in SoundCloud, uh, who we're doing the competition through because it's easy just to upload the sound uh it's uh they they tweeted it out to like three hundred and fifty thousand users wow. and i was kind of going oh my god so last week i was kind of worried because i was putting all these servers together to sort of cope with this because i was thinking this is going to blow us up you know but actually it was really really underwhelming <laughs> amount of traffic came from it so hopefully we might we might figure out the message make the message a bit better and you know so pass it on i mean it's going to be uh, it should be a lot of fun to get involved with and uh, there are t-shirts flying around and everything so it'd be kind of good so and for that it really, what... it really is the most extraordinary piece of software because i i must admit that i did start cobbling some entries together yesterday as well <laughs> you um, deviant. And i did start pulling bits of so i pulled pj doing this kind of thing yes, off, I, I the, uh, off the download and i dropped it into the software and within like minutes i turned it into something really musical u- musically usable and I was sort of playing around with it and coming up with stuff. So, I mean, it just is absolutely extraordinary what you can do with that piece of software. It just takes music making somewhere else, which, which I don't know, what, what, that was obviously what we set out to do in the first place. But brilliant. It is brilliant. Yeah. I, no. was, at, I was at an art uh, exhibition in London, and um, I have to say this just quickly, um, 
so it was Carl Hyde's art exhibition and people like Brian Eno and various other, and Bob Geldof and various other people were there. And of course, because you're in that environment where you can kind of say hello and then you have to move on to the next person and everything's quite rapid. I kept getting introduced as the person who created Iris, which was just hilarious because before I could kind of go and no, not exactly, you know, everybody but everybody was going oh man that's such an amazing instrument such an amazing machine i mean i was just like i said to chris afterwards it was incredibly embarrassing and i just kind of wanted to email everyone going actually it wasn't me there was a million people involved and it was all yeah but you've got to bear in mind that a lot of these people you know your gabriels and your uh your you know your your uh, enos have people that do stuff for them and then they kind of it comes out through their brand so you, you can think about it in reverse to a degree you know you're just kind of getting some love back for all the times when you've actually had zero credit for doing all of that stuff <laughs> making that record sound great or whatever yeah it so you're the man sense. who had the dream though you're the guy that actually thought oh well, if you did that and that those uh, um, that might work i mean without that thought that never would have happened so it's an important kind of you know, you're the seed. The seed. The we seed. were the seeds. You're, 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 yeah, I'm, yeah, there's got to be a show title in there somewhere, isn't it? About That's a good name for a band. The seed. Mm. <laughs> I'm trying to think of how that might apply without actually sort of uh, triggering any kind of parental guidance things on, you, on iTunes <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, if anyone's got an idea for the uh, show title there from the, any of the conversations we've been having today, please do pop them into the chat room and I will do my best because, frankly, I can't be trusted with pretty much with anything at the moment. So I think I probably need to, uh, uh, to, to have some help. Seeds of love, seeds of iris, possibly. Seeds of uh, – that might be – we could just uh, deepen your embarrassment, I, th- I feel, Dave, yeah, quite easily, just kind of make it even worse. <laughs> it was me, actually. How about that? No, 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 no. It was like one of those, you know, if you had to kind of just a minute more with somebody, you could kind of go, oh, no, because there is a million miles between an idea and actually a product. And uh, it was just one of those little things. Anyway, on that note, I'm going to bugger off because I have to go. But I want to say good luck to the boys for the opening ceremony this Friday. Yes, uh, the uh, yes, exactly. We've got the Olympics, haven't we, and everything. Uh, travel chaos has already ensued, apparently, and and uh, Weymouth is closed, unless what? you want to go to McDonald's. I'm told. <laughs> There's all sorts of fabulous rumours rhyming going around on this, actually, but uh, we shall see. But yes, I hope that everybody uh, enjoys the Olympics and we'll be back again next week. And once again, do not forget to, if you want to enter that competition, there are some. You know, we're talking. What are we talking? Five, seven grand's worth of prizes available. Wow. You know, that's astonishing, really, isn't it? So sonicstate.com forward slash iris is where you want to go for that. And uh, that'll give you all of the stuff. So uh, please do. And thank you very much, everybody, for joining us. Thank you for those of you in the chat room for, for taking a break. I'm sure you'd rather be outside where it's not so hot. But I do appreciate you, uh, you coming in and, and giving us a bit of support. And I'm glad I managed to get uh, my two compatriots here to join me because without them, this show would have been exceedingly tedious. So uh, I want to say, first of all, thank you very much to Dave Spears, g4software.com. If I just push that fader there, we got it. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, I hope you can maybe go out for a bit of a walk and get some uh, get some fresh air because I bet it's hot in that garage there, isn't it? I've been doing it. I've been getting out every single night 
for well since the old diagnosis i've thought right okay i really finally you know i've probably pushed it as far as i can i better go and do something about it so after two weeks of going out and gradually kind of you know jogging up a bit of an incline it's a good lap i weighed myself one stone gone bloody hell and i haven't given up drinking so it's a win-win <laughs> low-fat beer that's the answer yeah, please somebody yes oh well c- congratulations dave that's really impressive Anyway, thank you very much for joining us, Dave Spears. Uh, and also, we'll say goodbye to Mark Tinley, who's still resplendent in his uh, vibrant shirt, uh, uh, blue jacket there. Thank you very much, Mark, for joining <laughs> us. And I really do appreciate it. Uh, and um, maybe we were, I'm just trying to think what we can do about your video. But that's, that's a pretty good poster frame, so I wouldn't worry about it. Anyway, Mark, that's it. Thank you very much for listening. That was Sonic Talk number okay. 276. You can say goodbye now. Sorry, the phone's ringing. So I'm I'll say goodbye, yeah. Okay. All right. I've, not- I've just noticed on Wikipedia that Iris is the daughter of Thaumus and the cloud nymph. Don't drink all of those, please. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's all got domestic here. Please, no. All right. Cheers, mate. I will see right, you very you. soon. Bye. Thank Have you very fun. much. That was Sonic Talk number 276. Goodbye. Cheers.